Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 10th day of June and the year of our Lord, 2022. And on this report, I will be talking about how the civilian leadership appointed by the Biden administration and the upper command structure of the Marine Corps has accomplished something that no foreign enemy has been able to accomplish in over 240 years of combat. That accomplishment was to wear down the United States Marine Corps and force it to surrender to the forces of identity politics and to recognize publicly a month set aside to honor a certain group of people for their sexual preference alone. The title to this report is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So the few, the proud, the Marines forgets the basic mission and focuses on the celebration of Pride Week. What is the basic mission of the Marine Corps? Is it to achieve diversity of all ideologies within the ranks? I was taught the mission 50 years ago to be as follows, to close with and destroy the enemy and to inflict maximum attrition on him. It is a mission and a history based on blood and sacrifice. Officers are taught that the order of value is first the mission, and its successful completion. Second, the men under your authority. Third, your own life. You quickly come to learn and accept that your life as a second lieutenant is pretty far down the order of importance. I mean all that just to tell you that it is a beloved organization by the people who have served, and most of us would not trade the experience for anything. When we were sent into battle, we knew we had each other's back. We depended on each other. We relied on each other. In fact, Setting aside all the patriotic stuff, we fought for each other. I assume Marines still do that. That's why division, divisive nonsense like Pride Month are such an insult to Marines. We're 10 days into Pride Month right now. Everywhere you look, there are rainbow flags signifying support for the month set aside to honor the LGBT community. I'm an old Marine from 50 years ago. So seeing and notice that the Marine Corps had finally surrendered to the woke mob was a little perplexing to me. I know things change, culture changes in keeping with the law of thermodynamics, but the Marine Corps does not change. It lives on forever as is unchanging. The exact statement the Marine Corps released from headquarters Marine Corps in Washington, D.C., announcing recognition of Pride Month was as follows, quote, throughout June, the USMC takes pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members. We remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect, end quote. The image released with the statement was widely mocked on social media, was apparently taken from the 1987 film by Stanley Kubrick, Full Metal Jacket. The illustration was a marine helmet with several rainbow-colored rifle bullets stuck in the band with the words, Proud to Serve, written on the helmet. The difference between that image and the film image was that in the film version, the helmet said, Born to Kill. If you saw that movie, then you understand what those men portrayed as Marines endured. You might just start to understand whether born that way or not. Killing is every Marine's job and the bottom line of his duty. I suppose they should go ahead and change the slogan used in the TV recruiting commercials for years. 
the few, the proud, the Marines. Now perhaps we should just say we're proud to support pride. Seriously, though, I don't get this, folks. I don't get it. A whole month set aside to honor certain people's sexual preference and the Marine Corps joining in the festivities. The Marine Corps has always been above such civilian pandering. I suppose if you served in the Marine Corps, you understand what I'm saying, and if you have not had that honor, perhaps you don't understand. The slightest deviation from the standards that had existed for so many years was met with outrage in my day. The idea we would deviate from the uniform standard was bad enough, but to change the physical fitness standard to accommodate those who could not pass it would have been shocking, no less shocking, than their pronouncement about Pride Month, the battle. Wasn't easy because those who seek civilizational destruction knew the Marine Corps would be a tough nut to crack. It started with President Clinton's election and the pressure he was under to change the military into a social laboratory and accept homosexuals in the ranks. He finally agreed to something he called Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which at the time seemed like a fair compromise. That is a far cry, however, from Pride Month. It has been evolving over the past 30 years, just a little at a time, until finally the Biden administration. President Clinton famously said when he was governor of Arkansas that he loathed the military. At least he was honest about how he felt, which is more than I can say for Biden. I don't know if it's his advancing age, his obvious mental decline, or whether he has always been this way, but he doesn't respect or even care about the military. For example, his disgraceful retreat from Afghanistan, leaving 13 dead Americans and many more left to the mercies of the Afghan Taliban. Number two is ignoring the 78th anniversary of D-Day last Monday, just as he ignored the Battle of Midway 80th anniversary and the Doolittle Raid 80th anniversary when he spoke to the Naval Academy graduates on May 27th. I suppose, though, I shouldn't say he ignored D-Day because... When his Twitter kept lighting up his staff at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, long after the day was over in France, he issued a statement, quote, Today we mark 78 years since D-Day and honor those who answered duty's call on the beaches of Normandy. We must never forget their service and sacrifice in defense of freedom. We must strive every day to live up to the ideas they fought to defend, end quote. A very pitiful last second Oh, wait a minute, I forgot something. There was so much more he could have said to honor those men, some of whom are still living. He could visit a veteran's home or a veteran's cemetery, give a brief talk, and that way he could see the results that people like him have inflicted on so many of us for so many years. The Afghanistan withdrawal was the worst because he was warned in advance that the Afghan military would collapse and that if he closed Bagram before the evacuation, there would be no air cover for those troops, but he did it anyway. During the ceremony, their bodies returning to Dover Air Base, he was seen on video checking his watch several times. This is so infuriating, so vile, so disgusting, I can't talk about it anymore, folks. But I must, and I will for no other reason than to honor my fellow Marines who have served and died over the centuries to preserve an ideal and a way of life that he obviously doesn't appreciate or understand. But wait a minute, folks, wait a minute. Now, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this isn't as bad as I'm making it sound on second thought. On second thought, after thinking about it, no, no, I'm not overreacting. It is that bad. See, folks, what the president doesn't understand is why they do it, why they did it. 
It continues to be a mystery whenever asked. There are nebulous concepts like freedom and democracy, of course, but the real reason for most military sacrifice has to do with home and family and each other, a way of life that is or was unique in all of mankind's history on this earth from the time the revolutionaries founded this government based on the concept of the rights of the individual over those of the collective. People have fought to destroy the idea in the minds of the people. That's why politicians today constantly talk about democracy, our democracy. Never do they say the word republic. They want the word to lose its meaning in our minds. They've been very successful in doing that. After all the sacrifice of World War II, the government continued to call them to arms. More Marines were needed. They trusted their government to have their best intentions at heart. They never suspected for a minute their government would consistently lie to them. But in Vietnam and its aftermath, they found out, they found out the truth. Robert McNamara in a televised interview with Walter Cronkite said it was all a big mistake, folks. We shouldn't have made that mistake. Never again will we believe them. Never again will we believe the group of power seekers who constantly rattle the sabers, always ready to fight to the last drop of our blood. Let me quote another man, author Richard Fernandez, for a moment to see if Mr. Fernandez can give us a more eloquent answer than I have been able to give. Quote, what a wonderful feeling to be in command. The elevator rose because the passenger entered it. The radio spoke because someone turned the knob. The cell phone works because the on switch was pressed, but changed the problem a little. And because we have omitted all the understanding, the magical appliance may not work at all. We have no way to fix it. This is perhaps the reason why our politicians, the modern sorcerers, with all the clanking machinery of the end of history at their disposal, are surprised when their confident plans to boost the economy, to flatten the pandemic curve, and to replace nuclear plants with windmills unaccountably take off in unknown directions. The usual explanation is that not that woke sorcery has stopped working, it's just bad luck. Or maybe it's because they forgot they were standing on the shoulders of giants and carelessly disregarded what came before, end quote. Yes, Mr. Fernandez, indeed, well said, they stand on the shoulders of giants, but sometimes today, those giant shoulders are commanded by those who seek a level of destruction and extermination that is unknown in our history. In other words, it's not a mistake. It's not just a bad day at the office for them. It's intentional. But for the Marines, current and old, living and dead, we can take a common pride in our calling. We are united by shared pride in courage, honor, loyalty, and history. So we are still needed, though often unappreciated. Knowledge is hard won. Our understanding imperfect. Our survival always in question, never guaranteed. We take pride in our old martial spirit, our willingness to make war on the enemy. War today has morphed from military to economic, but we fail to notice the change. The results, however, are the same. The defeated have lost their land, their property, their freedom. But if they're good boys, the conquerors will allow them to continue their existence as minimum wage debt slaves. The people who make the decision to corrupt the Marine Corps with pride month have no loyalty to us. They do not love us or even respect us. Their loyalty is to the globalist ruling class. 
The super elite globalist corporations, not to us, semper fidelis is the motto of the Marine Corps. That means always faithful. Now I have to ask, faithful to what or to whom? Just as the medieval knight pledged faithfulness and loyalty to his liege lord, that lord earned it on the field of battle. Faith must be earned, not required. They have not earned our faithfulness, not by a long shot. But then we don't do it for them. In conclusion, folks, I don't celebrate anything, whether a month or a day that seems stupid and meaningless virtue signaling gesture. A month that celebrates a form of behavior has nothing to do with any accomplishment is a stupid idea and is more in the nature of culture destroying than celebration and honor. It started out as Gay Pride Month, but so many different people wanted in on the deal it had to be shortened to just Pride Month. In my view, if you are defined by your sexuality and have nothing else to recommend you, then you might not be worthy of celebration and perhaps you have no reason to have pride, doesn't anyone? have any dignity anymore, any modesty? I, I guess not, folks. Finally, folks, those men who defeated Nazi Germany, Imperial Japan, who fought so gallantly against the spread of communism for so many years, just to see their victory simply replaced with a new enemy, this country is no longer worthy of them. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.